Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk, where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us for an update on Appreciate Group PLC's full-year results for the 12 months ended 31st of March, 2022. I'm Eno Doherty, Chief Executive of the group, and I'm joined today by my colleagues, Tim Clancy, our Chief Financial Officer, who will provide a financial update, and Julian Coglin, our Chief Commercial Officer. Julian has responsibility for all business development and marketing activity across the business, both corporate and consumer, and he will talk you through some of our work to drive growth. Like any business, we have been impacted by the COVID pandemic. This period has been a year when we have seen our business bounce back. Moving left to right across the top of the slide, we have delivered a strong full-year performance ahead of original market expectations. We're seeing good growth in corporate. Each of the last three quarters of the financial year saw double-digit increases compared to the year before COVID. In our Christmas savings business, we've seen a positive start to the campaign for next Christmas. The two-year cycle for Christmas savings means that the timing of the COVID impact is different. On the bottom row of the slide, we're now seeing normalized customer behavior and redemption patterns. Customer and client retention is back to high pre-COVID levels. And we have made further progress in restoring dividend level with the dividend increasing to reflect our improved performance. As we look ahead, we have a business which is well positioned for growth. Moving left to right across the top row of the slide again, our platform is more robust and scalable. We are a modern business, much more so than we were in every aspect from infrastructure to our ways of working. It is no exaggeration to say that the old business would not have survived through the pandemic and lockdowns. Digital buildings are rising as a result and trading into the new financial year has been encouraging and is currently up on last year and well up on the prior year. On the bottom row of the slide, we firmly believe that the current UK market challenges around employee attrition and the cost of living crisis provide us with opportunities. We can help companies facing pressure to attract and retain their people through our reward offerings, and we can help individuals and families facing pressure on budgets to save for Christmas. In that regard, we remain focused on reinvigorating Christmas savings. We are seeing positive signs and now have more confidence in the opportunity to return it to future growth. Although the two-year cycle means that it takes longer for the benefit of our actions to pull through. And lastly, on this slide, you will have heard the news that we have this morning announced the acquisition of MBL. This accelerates our technology roadmap and is an important part of our plans. I'll talk about it in more detail later in the presentation. I hope you can get the sense that we are pleased with these results and increasingly confident for the future. I'll now hand over to Tim for the financial update. Thanks, Ian, and good morning, everyone. The first slide shows the financial highlights for the year. A large increase in revenue as customer spending patterns normalised. Billings down 5%, but corporate billings are ahead. PBT pre-exceptional items up at 8.4 million versus 2.3 million last year, and a robust cash position allowing us to continue to restore dividend levels 
which will total 1.8 pence for the full year. The next slide shows our statutory P&L. The first point to note is that in line with the new IFRS guidance on accounting for cloud-based technology, we have assessed our in-scope intangible assets and restated them in line with the new rules. This has led to a 2.7 million exceptional item in this year's result, which you can see at the bottom of the P&L, plus a restatement of the prior year, bringing an additional exceptional charge of 1.4 million in that year. Furthermore, the previous prior year has been restated by 0.9 of a million, giving a total reduction of 5 million in intangible assets from this change in IFRS. Now looking at performance, overall billings were down 5% due to the reduction in part Christmas savers, but corporate billings were ahead of last year and the previous year. A summary of billings by area is shown in the lower table. The Christmas savers decline is caused by the COVID impact at the crucial customer acquisition period 18 months ago and reflects the long lead time and cyclical nature of this business. Continuing down the main P&L, Overall revenue was up 15%. This is recognised at point of product redemption and a catch-up in customer spending post-COVID drove this increase. Gross margins are ahead of last year due to a higher mix of corporate and more digital revenue. Costs are in line with last year, but with admin costs higher than expected due to 0.7 million of advisory fees relating to a legacy pension issue incurred towards the end of the year. The next slide shows our underlying performance. Taking the reported PBT from the statutory P&L at the top, we add back exceptional items and the additional pensions advisory fees to get to an adjusted PBT of 9.1 million in the middle of the table. This then equates to an EBITDA of 11.1 million versus 5.5 last year. So on a statutory reported basis, a very strong improvement in the results. However, the timing of revenue recognition drives a deferred profit lease, and there's been a large catch-up during the year. If we back out the impact of this deferred profit release to assess the underlying number, we see the profitability on a dispatch basis, shown at the bottom of the page, is actually down, mainly due to lower Christmas savers billings because of the delayed impact from COVID on the Christmas 21 order book. Following on from that view on the next slide, slide 9, we show the chart of historic EBITDA on the same basis with these large deferred profit swings excluded. The dotted line on the chart shows the analyst consensus profit range for next year, and this demonstrates the predicted bounce back after COVID. Our expectation of this profit improvement for next year will come from further contribution increases, particularly in corporate continuing the recent trend, and also by cost saving plans already in place across both staff costs and admin costs. The breakdown of these costs is shown on the right of the page to show the scale of the reduction as the transformation and simplification work ends. Finally, the numbers on this slide show EBITDA, which doesn't include interest income, which could provide further upside to the group if rates continue to rise. In summary, as you can see on the chart, because of the cyclical nature of the business, COVID has impacted earnings over two years, but next year we return to pre-pandemic profit levels. On the next page, we show a billings and revenue comparison. Billings are based when products are dispatched. Revenue is recognised when the product is redeemed by the customer. In billings, multi-retailer billings remain the majority of the mix, which improves our margin. Other income is lower than prior year, having exited hampers and FMI. 
In revenue, there is higher single store business, which is generated from ECOs, which can be converted from multi-retailer products. Overall revenue was well ahead of last year by 15%, as well as 9% above the previous year, driven by corporate billings and products being redeemed faster. Slide 11 shows both segments improving profitability. Consumer at the top had lower billings and revenue, but profit was above last year due to the costs of restructuring the hamper business in the previous year. In corporate, billings were ahead of the previous two years, as was revenue, leading to strong profit improvement and also giving profit growth on 2020, the pre-COVID level, and we expect to see that continue to grow further next year. The next slide shows billings by format and the continuing move towards higher margin products. The chart on the right shows the move away from paper, from 42% to now only 15%. And if you go back further, paper was well above 50%. This is important because card and digital are higher margin, but as a reminder, they do consume cash in the short term as they are regulated products. Slide 13 shows more detail on Park Christmas savers. The chart on the left shows billings trends with agents billings in the blue and direct billings in orange. As you can see, the agent volumes have reduced in recent years, offset by increasing numbers of directs in the mix. The chart on the right shows the retention levels and we're encouraged by this. In particular, agent retention is forecast to recover following a COVID impacted drop and direct retention levels are slowly growing too. The order book forecast for next Christmas is broadly in line with the previous year, signaling the end of the recent decline and leading to the position stabilising. Now let's turn our attention to the corporate segment on slide 14. The left-hand chart shows steady growth in billings with new business each year in yellow. And this shows how free school meals in FY21 supplemented the drop in existing business during COVID and how this has bounced back in the current year. The line on the chart shows client retention levels, again showing recovery and demonstrating the sticky nature of our client performance with normal retention levels well above 90%. On the right, we show our client numbers, split between larger clients ordering over £5,000 and smaller clients. Larger client numbers are growing this year, showing the highest ever level, but smaller clients have declined slightly, perhaps reflecting the recent tough economic environment. In summary, we're really pleased with our corporate business, a good year which continues to show strong growth prospects. The next slide shows redemption levels. On the left, total redemptions for the current year were £28 million above the prior year, with a post-COVID recovery and normalisation of customer spending patterns. This is important as it drives revenue recognition and is the reason for the delay in revenue and profit from last year to this year. On the right, in-store redemptions increased following the lifting of restrictions. However, online levels were maintained. And by category, there were higher fashion redemptions, but interestingly, grocery levels continue to increase. Again, perhaps reflecting the current cost of living challenge. On the balance sheet, intangible assets have been reduced by 5 million because of the latest IFRS guidelines. Current assets are higher due to higher third-party stock and higher debtors. Cash balances reflect a catch-up in customer spending, although we still operated with positive free cash throughout the year and have not used the RCF. Payables and provisions also reflect normal spending patterns returning. 
The cash flow statement on 17 also reflects the unwinding of lockdown delays with negative cash from operating activities. CapEx levels have reduced as the ERP was implemented, and you can see the return of dividend payments. The next slide shows the cash trends more clearly. The top left shows the Christmas savers cash balances, with the grey line showing the most recent year, with a lower order book, but cash was back in line with the prior year by the end of March. The bottom left shows the eMoney's trust cash, and here you can see the grey line dropping below last year as redemptions caught up. Free cash shows the previous two years and the significant variations caused by COVID. I would now expect the cash cycle going forward to follow a more familiar pattern of the pre-COVID blue line as customer behaviour returns to normal. So to summarise and provide forward guidance, Christmas Sabres has stabilised and the growth will continue in corporate and through the acquisition. Margin will improve from further digital and stronger retention levels. Profits will benefit from restructuring, simplification and the cost reduction plans in place. Recognition of profit should now return to normal patterns. Cash will continue to be impacted by more regulatory products, but we are not forecasting to use the RCF this year. So in summary, a good year of recovery and further progress and growth expected next year. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Before I hand over to Julian to cover our work to drive growth, just a quick reminder of our strategy. Shortly after the three of us joined the business, we introduced a strategy to drive a transformation in our business, which was desperately in need of modernizing after years of underinvestment. This strategy was designed to deliver a more robust and scalable platform to support growth. During the last year, we evolved this strategy to focus on driving growth and leveraging the investments made over recent years. We focus on four key areas, performance, products, partnerships, and platform. Our aim is to become our customer's preferred provider and thus create growth in our chosen markets. Julian will now help bring this to life for you. Thank you, Ian. So if I start with growth via our market leading channels. We have three market leading channels, Appreciate Business Services, HighStreetVouchers.com, and Park Christmas Savings. Starting on the left of the slide, and under corporate is Appreciate Business Services. Here, we sell to clients who use our services to incentivize and reward employees and customers. With annual billings of 186 million pounds, we offer a managed service to businesses who engage with our account management teams or manage their accounts themselves via an online portal. We then have highstreetvouchers.com. Here, we sell to both corporate and consumer clients and help them convert their kind thoughts into joyful gifts. Annual billings are 36 million and the split between B2B and B2C billings are shown on the slide. This is a full e-commerce website plus a sale of the Love to Shop e-gift card via a network of 28,000 outlets. On the right is Park Christmas Savings. Park Christmas Savings help families spread the cost of Christmas via prepaid instalments. Annual billings are £164 million and sales are generated through a network of 30,000 agents and 150,000 direct accounts. Running across the bottom of the slide are our growth enablers. 
The first is the Love to Shop brand in partnership with our redemption partners. Love to Shop is in the hands of 2 million recipients, accepted at over 200 partners and thousands of outlets. We then have technology and the development of flexible component-based architecture. And finally, but importantly, our customers. A rich client list of over 400,000 customers split over B2B and B2C. Appreciate Business Services key highlights for 22. Starting at the top left with significant market opportunity. The corporate gift card market in the UK is estimated at 5 billion annually and it continues to grow year on year. Love to Shop is the market leading multi-retailer brand in the UK. Our brand awareness at 64% is double that of our nearest competitor. And our levels of new business are strong. In the last 12 months, we've won approximately 1,000 new clients who are already trading with us at encouraging levels. Moving to the bottom row, once we win new business, it sticks. Our year-on-year -year retention levels are extremely high at 96%. This gives us a solid base and an excellent opportunity for us to grow our business with existing accounts. This is made possible by our excellent service levels. Our Trustpilot rating is high and again significantly higher than our nearest competitor. And finally, it's our increase in digital capability. The volume of clients onboarding and trading digitally continues to grow year on year. For Appreciate Business Services, we have multiple growth initiatives. We will drive organic growth. As mentioned on the previous slide, we want to grow our billings with existing accounts and plan to increase retention values further. Every 1% of retained value adds 1.7 million to our billings. Linked to retention is the frequency of orders received. Just one more order per client would result in an additional £22 million worth of billings. We therefore plan to increase our promotion and activation campaigns to pursue this. Top right talks to our improving our products. Over the next 12 months, our digital capability will improve to meet the evolving needs of our clients. Our digital personalization capability will continue to develop, allowing large brands to have fully customized white label solutions, making business personal and sticky. The acquisition of MBL brings us this capability quicker, which Ian will cover shortly. We see opportunities in the current market. The current economic climate is changing and we are well positioned to exploit the opportunity that this presents. Governments and charities are using gift cards to disperse benefits and allowances and we are actively discussing more programmes like this. This week we will be signing a new partnership that increases the use of our product for this purpose. In addition, organisations are finding staff retention a challenge and are in increasing their use of employee benefits to address this. Customer incentive programmes will remain strong as companies continue to use discounts and incentives to attract new customers of their own. Love to Shop is well positioned to meet this need. Finally, 
we want to accelerate the growth of our platform services area. We have an award-winning platform services proposition, which allows brands to offer full end-to-end -end incentive and reward programs, where customers accrue points that are cashed out for rewards onto Love to Shop products. For these services, we license our software, charge transaction fees, create personalized branded sites, and sell physical and digital products. These value-added services generate higher margins for us. Our plan is to scale this area up from six million pounds per annum in the next 12 months. Some business highlights for Park Christmas Savings. We are the UK's largest prepaid Christmas savings club. We've helped over three million families budget and plan for Christmas. Our confidence in this channel is increasing following the pandemic and we are now expected to return to growth. Our network of 30,000 agents and 150,000 directs is unrivaled. Now on to the bottom row. Our retention of agents has strengthened following a dip during the pandemic and at 86% is higher than pre-pandemic levels. We have plans to leverage this agency network further, which I talk about on the next slide. Improved targeting and sign-up is improving our conversion rates. Recent investments in our data, insights and marketing capabilities has improved our conversion rates, resulting in an improvement of 11% in those new customers that convert to pay. Finally, we continue to improve our customer proposition and this will continue with new products, new brands and more unique offers. For Park Christmas Savers, we have multiple growth initiatives. We see further market opportunities as we exit from the pandemic. The cost of living crisis is putting pressure on household incomes. The need for families to budget is increasing. Our marketing campaigns will tap into this challenge. In addition, the cost of living crisis is affecting a broader demographic beyond our traditional customer cohort. Therefore, our targeting will stretch accordingly. We also plan to explore opportunities to run a prepaid savings plan for events outside of Christmas and also the white labelling of our savings product to provide it as a managed service for selected partners so they can run their own Christmas savings plan. We have also enhanced our product offering. In the last 12 months, adding a new Love to Shop product that offers greater choice and flexibility for customers. The order book for this is currently at 18 and a half million pounds. We continue to add retailers and brands weekly. I mentioned digital journeys earlier. Continued improvements in this area is having a positive effect on our payment experiences and we've seen a 32% increase in direct debit set up year on year. Customers who sign up for direct debit payments have higher retention rates. Bottom left, customer acquisition. We want more customers and volumes, so our customer acquisition activity will reflect this. We will continue to take a multi-channel approach to our marketing campaigns and look to extend our recruitment campaign beyond its traditional window. In addition, and as mentioned above, we will be targeting customers outside of our traditional cohort. Finally, our agency network. One of our greatest assets is our agency network, 
and there is no more loyal and committed group than our agents. Their lifetime value is five times higher than directs. Last year, we increased our engagement with our agents and plan to continue this by launching a super agents program. The details continue to be developed, but it will aim at motivating and supporting new and smaller agencies on a regional level with the objective of growth. Activities like new customer onboarding, handholding, management of specific campaigns and offers, how to grow your agency workshops, product testing, acting as brand ambassadors and social influencers are just some examples of this new programme. We are very excited about this initiative and have had excellent feedback from those agents that we have consulted. The Love to Shop product and brand is a key enabler for growth. And this slide shows some of our key partners. This list serves testament to the power of Love to Shop as a leading multi-retailer brand and the value that leading brands place on being a redemption partner. Love to Shop has a lot to offer. It is the UK's number one multi-retailer product, allowing you to shop in store or online with over 200 brands, some of which are shown on the previous slide. The choice, flexibility and brand awareness is unrivaled. The benefits to our redeemers or partners are compelling. Our partners are keen to work with Love to Shop because they benefit from a share of the value or available spend opportunity that exists in our closed network. If they aren't a partner, they can't participate. In addition to this, partners want the incremental spend that comes with the original load value. Let me explain. According to research by the Gift Card and Voucher Association, customers spend on average 40% more on a purchase than the original gifted value. They often put the gift card towards a cost of something more expensive. They treat themselves. It is this incremental spend, in addition to the original load value, that engages partners to work with us and secures us increasing service fees. Redemption partners also want the in-store footfall that comes from customers going shopping with our product. 80% of all redemptions are still in store and this allows our partners to upsell and develop customer relationships. We also regularly work with our partners on joint marketing campaigns and promotions of which many are unique to our own customers. If you are a business or a consumer then you are receiving the market-leading product with unrivaled choice and flexibility, near to cash, but that is more joyful and thoughtful. You also benefit from offers and promotions. These are particularly valued by consumers, especially our Christmas saver customers. So, before I hand back to Ian, I'll conclude. We see opportunities for growth in our markets and believe that we are well positioned to exploit them. We have an enviable list of clients, the market leading brand underpinned by a compelling and growing network of partners, supported and enabled by improving technology and digital capability. Back to Ian. Thank you, Julian. This morning we announced the acquisition of MBL, which had been part of the Redu Group. The acquisition was completed on the 24th of June for an, an initial cash consideration of £1.65 million with a further £1.8 million deferred for 12 months dependent on certain criteria being met. We are purchasing MBL primarily for its technology, 
but we also get new commercial opportunities. This is a major leap forward, which we are very excited about. Slide 29 covers what we believe MBL will bring to Appreciate Group's plans. Looking left to right across the top row of the slide, MBL has a complete end-to-end -end gift card processing and management service. It runs a digital gift card mall servicing both B2B and B2C customers. And it also provides a new white labeling personalization solution enhancing our existing platform services offering. Looking at the bottom row of the slide, we get a scalable platform with functionality addressing key areas of improvement in how we support customers. There will be opportunities to cross-sell services, which are likely to be of interest to some of our existing clients. And acquiring MBL also means we can reduce reliance on some external parties we work with, enabling us to deliver further efficiencies. Slide 30 sets out some of the reasons for the deal. Again, looking left to right across the top of the slide, ease of interaction for customers and clients is a key area of competition in the gift card market. Our technology roadmap recognizes this and sets out a plan for flexible, component-based architecture. The technology we are acquiring in MBL is built on this flexible, component-based architecture, and the acquisition accelerates our roadmap delivery by 18 months. Looking at the bottom row of the slide, the deal replaces and lowers the capex spend we would have needed in our existing plans. The digital platform expertise in the MBL team augments nicely our existing team's expertise. And lastly, whilst the deal supports our future technology plans, MBL is already a profitable business, providing us with immediate opportunities. This is exciting news for us and should strengthen our position in the market. Bringing MBL and its platform into our business provides us with an exciting opportunity to take a major step forward in how we deliver for our customers and in turn achieve our growth ambitions. And finally, as you would expect, we have paid close attention to ESG and have made further progress in that space also. Looking left to right across the top row of the slide, we received ISO 14001 accreditation in the year for environmental management. The year also saw a sevenfold reduction in energy usage over the prior year, driven by the premises strategy we previously introduced. We piloted a paperboard recyclable gift card with our largest corporate client and plan to roll this out more widely. Our flagship partnership with local charity Everton in the Community is boosting digital skills for children where the education gap has increased following the pandemic. And through Everton in the Community, We've now created around three quarters of a million pounds of societal value, which we are particularly proud of. Lastly, we continue to focus on diversity and inclusion, and we're pleased to be named a best workplace for women by the Great Place to Work Institute. We remain determined to make further progress in adding value to society, and we will continue to explore ways to enhance our proposition and offer solutions which balance the needs of all our stakeholders. So in summary, we have clear growth momentum in corporate and see opportunities to support clients with the challenges they are facing in attracting and retaining their employees and customers. There are positive signs in Christmas savings. The level of decline seen in earlier years has improved and we are now more confident that we will be returning to growth. 
And lastly, through the acquisition of MBL announced this morning, we have taken a leap forward in our customer-facing technology plans and immediately increased our capabilities with initial new commercial opportunities and the ability to bring forward growth initiatives in our plans. We are delighted that we outperformed and exceeded expectations last year, bouncing back strongly following on from the impact of the pandemic. Notwithstanding economic headwinds, we are confident of delivering another year of progress through our increased capabilities. Initial trading so far this year has been encouraging and we are seeing strong demand from organizations that are focusing on retaining and attracting employees and customers during the current economic challenges. Thank you very much for your time this morning. PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.